Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today, I am so honored to be joined by Anastasia Anselm. She is from Dominica and is a multi-hat wearing business owner. Welcome, Anastasia. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me on the Queen's Lead Podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. We are so glad to have you. So tell us just a little bit about your background and and who you are as a person, where you were born and, and how you were raised. Okay, sure, not a problem. So I was actually born in the Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, which is a Caribbean island. Um, And then I moved to Dominica 11 years ago with my husband. Uh, So we met in university and he's actually Dominican by birth. And so after working in Trinidad for a bit he decided he wanted to come back home and so you know the things that we do for love I packed my bag <laughs> and, and I followed it so I have been living in Dominica for the past 11 years I currently own five businesses on island so they are a wide range I have a day spa which has two branches and soon we're going to have a third branch within the upcoming months. I also own a barbershop and spa. I have a graphic design company, a commercial cleaning company and then my latest business is a hydroponic and aquaponic business and then I actually have three businesses that are going to start in the U.S. um, pretty soon. Wow well how do you handle all of that? That's a lot to deal with. (laughs) To be very honest, being very, very transparent, some days I am a rock star. Some days it takes a lot of work for me to get my face out of the pillow. Some days I cannot count the amount of buckets that I need to collect my tears. Some days I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I'm ready to roll. So it, it varies. It's a roller coaster ride and one that I would definitely not uh, get off of anytime soon. I love it. I love every moment, every second of it. It is uh, um, a very exciting, awesome ride. So uh, yeah, different days, different days, different feelings, different emotions. Definitely. Yeah. I think we've all felt that at some point or another. I love it. You said I sometimes I don't have enough buckets to catch the tears. That is, that is so true sometimes. Um, so were you always a business owner or did you have a background in some other type of industry that, that in, inspired you to become a business owner on your own? Well, actually, I left my corporate nine to five job. Well, I definitely wasn't working nine to five. I was more like I used to manage a hotel. And so I was working from like seven in the morning until 
odd hours of the night. Like I, I just odd hours of the night into the wee hours of the following morning. Because I manage a five-star resort. And okay. so my background, my degrees are in hospitality and tourism. Mm-hmm. And I decided after just experiencing burnout, just realizing that I wanted to do more. I wanted to be able to survive off of my own efforts. Um, having this calling that I just really needed to do more, be more with my life. I left my nine to five job. My first business that I opened was my spa, which has been open for six years. Next year, we're going to celebrate seven years. And uh, when I started my spa, I had absolutely no experience, no certification in owning or operating a spa. I (laughs) had to learn all of the services that we offered at this spa so that I'm able to relate to the therapist, understand exactly, you know, like what services we can do. And basically many of my businesses were created out of obstacles that I encountered. I quickly turned those obstacles into opportunities. Um, I would definitely say that my current or my, my current or latest endeavor is definitely something that I'm very passionate about. I am currently in the process of being a certified coach. And so I have realized that I actually love working, inspiring, getting others to realize that you can definitely live your dreams. You don't have to read about the 1% in a book, you can definitely be a part of that 1%. But it takes time, it takes effort, it takes getting out of your comfort zone. It means having late nights, early mornings, um, uncomfortable conversations um, with family members, friends. It means creating boundaries, telling persons no. It means building yourself up. So it Mm -hmm. is possible you don't have to read about it in a book and say oh I wish I was like this person or that person or I wish I was successful you can have or attain the same level of success it's just a journey it's a journey and a process and one that you have to make your mind up to be on that's right right you you bring those buckets to collect the tears and you use the tears to put out the fires right but look how much you're doing this so I love what you said about turning the obstacle and into an opportunity so tell us a little bit about how you I mean a lot of people that listen to this podcast are going okay I'm a teacher I'm in a corporate nine to five I'm in this industry and I'm looking for freedom I want to do something different and how how did you begin to recognize that it was time I know you said you were burned out but how did you turn some of those obstacles into an opportunity on your own? Did you have an example of someone in your family that had owned a business or was it all just straight up from scratch? So it's definitely straight up from scratch. Um, When I left my nine to five job, a lot of my friends and family members were like, why are you leaving the comfort of knowing you're getting a monthly salary to what? Go find yourself, go find your calling. Like, what does that even mean? What does that translate into? Does that translate into dollars? 
um, and I will admit, I'm going to be very transparent. In the beginning, it was hard. Um, my husband and I had quite a lot of crackers and water deeds. I cannot begin to tell you that. Uh, I cannot begin to count how many crackers and water deeds we had. Um, it was a lot of juggling. Uh, we would have a hundred dollars and having to figure out how to make that hundred dollars with. I know many a times we hear these very fairy tale stories where um, of persons becoming overnight success. I mean, kudos to them. I don't envy them because I have now learned that all of the trials and tribulations that I have been through have definitely helped to mold me into the person that I am now. And I know for a fact that I am a force to be reckoned with because I have been through those trials and tribulations. And just like a phoenix rising out of the ashes, I have been buried and I I was buried and I grew, I germinated, I blossomed into an amazing flower. So it, it was not, my story was not one of overnight success. Um, I did not have a model in terms of my family members were entrepreneurs or I come from that entrepreneurial background and definitely was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth as well. Um, so starting off my journey, it started off from savings. It started off from trial and errors. <laughs> it started off with a lot of hard work, sleepless nights. Um, but the key thing was uh, just starting. Um, and, you know, many a times we think to ourselves that we have to wait until it's perfect to start. But you just have yes. to start. You oh, just I to... suffer from that myself so <laughs> much. It's so hard to. Yeah, especially when you're like a planner, you think I need to look at this. I need to watch it. No, you have to just do it. Correct. Do it imperfectly. Correct, because I have a business plan that I have been working on for this business, uh, for a particular business, and it has been over four years, and I still have not started the business. Uh, <laughs> at this stage, I've made up my mind that next year, I'm definitely going to start. I'm going to start with what I have right now, and then translate that, because with many of my businesses, I've learned that you just start and you tweak it. You tweak it as you go along because even self in terms of things that you envision or how you envision your product or your, your service going, you quickly realize once you start, that's not how it's going to go. You're always going to get feedback from clients telling you that, hey, you should do this or probably you should do that. And once those clients are your niche market, you then realize that, okay, this is something to take into consideration. Oh, I, I never thought about this. I can definitely incorporate this into my business model. So yeah. just that, just that right now with what you have, just that. Um, so yeah, so like we, were, like we were saying, I didn't have a role model, but I just know, I just knew that I wanted more. I wanted more out of life. And so I plodded along for quite a bit. But then I really took a giant leap when my mom passed. Um, mm. I, my mom passed at a, a young age. She died at the age of 51. And so something that occurred. I realized that my mom would always say, oh, when I get to this stage, then I'll do this. Or when I achieve this, then I'll do that. 
basically putting her dreams off and just mm-hmm. doing the bare minimum to get by um, yeah. just so that she can survive for just so that she can survive today and also be able to see another day and so her dreams died with her and I quickly mm-hmm. realized that I did not want that to be me because at the end of the day we don't know what's going to happen the next second. We do not know when that breath of life is going to be taken from us. Mm -hmm. And so I truly wanted to ensure that I lived my dreams. And that meant getting out of my comfort zone, doing a bit more, not just a bit, doing a lot more. (laughs) Yeah, doing a lot more. (laughs) And not only just taking action on those dreams, but something that's become so clear to me with business ownership and entrepreneurship is is not not living in that gap of the next goal, the next thing we're going to attain, but actually, you know, taking action on those goals in real time, but stopping to be happy and appreciating what we have in that very moment and not just looking forward when I hit that 10K a month or when I hit this goal in business, then I'll be happy. We have to choose to be happy right now. Just like you said, the time is so limited. We just never know. I don't know if I'm allowed to like drum on my counter to signal that oh my gosh that was an awesome comment but yes truly like I have learned that while the while attaining the goal is awesome but also to as well enjoying the journey towards attaining that goal is definitely awesome and it's it's great for your mental stability too as well because many a times you know you work towards a goal and you're like but I'm not reaching this goal, but you have knocked off so many, or you have climbed so many steps towards attaining that goal that you don't even realize that, hey, Mm -hmm. you're at a different place than you were two weeks ago, two days ago, but you're just so fixed on attaining the goal that you don't even enjoy the journey. So definitely, Yeah. yeah, I would say definitely like I wish that I could jump on my desk to signal how awesome that comment was. It's something that we forget, you know, especially when we're just so goal driven and, and, um, but, but stopping to appreciate how far we've come, you know, like 10 years ago, I was in a wheelchair. Are you kidding me? How can I dare be, you know, upset at myself for not attaining my next goal? I'm walking, I'm happy, I'm healthy. You know, I have good relationships. I get to talk to beautiful people like you every day. Um, Yeah, there's a lot to be thankful for and happy for in the moment as we're working on those goals. Um, Definitely. So tell us a little bit about, um, I know at least like for for the day spa, you're about to open your third location. You didn't have a background other than obviously your hospitality and service background. That's I'm sure very helpful, but, um, how have you began to build those teams and be able to work on your own stuff and, you know, owning the business? Um, what does that look like for you building those teams and expanding locations? So, that is actually a very awesome question. Now, I know my team members are definitely going to tune into the podcast because they always listen to anything that I put out. <laughs> and so they are going to learn something today. But whenever I'm building my team, I always look for persons who are more intelligent or better qualified than I am for yes. whatever I'm looking for. Now, if 
I'm trying to hire a social media strategist and I know more about social media than that makes, I know more about social media than you, then you're not going to add value to my team because it yeah. means I now have to dictate um, or spell out your role for you on a daily basis. No, I always get persons who are more knowledgeable, more experienced in whatever area or category that I'm looking for. I cannot be more knowledgeable about a particular situation than you. Um, that's 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 number one for me. Like, <laughs> that's just number one. Then also too as well, I always look for persons who are driven. So it might sound very foolish, but I know for many of my team members that they are not going to stay with me for like 10, 15 years. Um, I know that eventually they are going to transition on into their own. Um, and so they are only with me for a time, for a period, for a season. And I appreciate that and I embrace that. And so working together, we have that synergy because I know that they are awesome. I know what it is that they are going to be able to do in the future. And I know what value they bring to my business. Also to as well, empowering my team members. Um, I empower my team members. So I'm very clear about the days and the times that I am off. When I am off, do not call me unless the building is burning down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So they know to respect. It's the same way that I respect their off days too as well. So I don't call them unless it is something that's super important. Once you're off, whether you have ended your shift, um, I try my utmost best not to contact them. Um, and if it is your day off, then I try my best not to contact you either because I truly believe in that work-life balance. You have to be able to have that work-life balance or else you're just not going to give your best or not going to give your all during work. Um, so I would say those are some things that are definitely important to me when I am working or, or finding different team members from my organizations and also respecting one another because I offer to them the same level of respect that they would give to me. And so, you know, we have that, um, syn it creates that synergy. So in other words, mm -hmm. I respect you. You know that I'm not going to do something to make you feel uncomfortable. And then they also have the authority to call me out. So you can pull me aside. Um, Anna, I truly didn't appreciate the way that you spoke to me. Um, mm -hmm. Anna, I think that um, this situation could have been handled differently. And so I learned because everyone is different. The way that I'm, I might think in my mind, I'm speaking to you like plain old Jane, and you might think that it's belittling to you. And so mm -hmm. I've learned to deal with different persons differently. So I would say those are key for me. Yeah, that speaks volumes to your queen leadership right there, because <laughs> I mean, understanding that there are people like I, I could not do what I do without my team a million percent. They are way smarter than me. They are way more experienced than me at doing the tasks and the things that our business is surrounded by. So kudos to you for like recognizing like I am not an esthetician. Like I need to hire an expert esthetician for my day spa, you know, in, in those leadership positions and giving them that authority. Um, to really uh, call you out or communicate clearly is so important. Um, at least here in the United States, we're having a mass problem with people being able to find help 
uh, to find team members and employees to come and work for them. And I really think um, we know that the workforce is here. We have the data. Um, mm -hmm. But what's missing is that leadership in the businesses, because people have a choice of where they go work now. They can work anywhere they want, from remote to another country, you name it. But having a leader like you at the helm, um, I think would really help a lot of businesses out in finding that help because people are looking for something different. They're looking for leadership and um, authority and autonomy in their jobs. Right. Um, you know, they're not looking for a, a, a lifelong commitment. Like you said, some of them are going to be moving on one day and you rejoice and, and celebrate that for them because, you know, if someone can outgrow you, kudos to them, you know, let them move on and do something more. Uh, with their life. So that's, yeah. that's excellent leadership. Yeah, you just appreciate that everything has its time and its season and you embrace it while you have it and you let it go when it's gone. Mm -hmm. Have you had trouble uh, in Dominica finding, uh, is, there, is there an issue um, overall with other businesses finding help and team members right now? Uh, sometimes we do have uh, those challenges um sometimes because you know like you have uh, in some areas because some of the jobs that you might or that we might advertise might be specialized but now with technology in some instances like for instance my graphic design company I have designers that are from India, I have designers that are in the Philippines. <laughs> I have designers yeah. in the US. So now you know, like with technology and being able to utilize that technology, the world is becoming a smaller place. And so I don't have to only rely on persons that are located within the West Indies or within Dominica to provide some of the services I can actually outsource it. Like for instance, my business is in the US. My social media strategist, she is located in the Philippines. Um, the person who, my accountant is in the US. My head of distribution and logistics is in Texas. And I have actually physically never met these persons uh, but we communicate over zoom all the time mm -hmm. so the world is becoming a smaller place uh. yeah definitely we rely heavily on people internationally as well um you can see in my corner in nicaragua that's where our company is based but we recruit talent from all over europe and south america and latin america and the u.s um and yeah i agree it's been um been a very unique uh last few years that have obviously crippled some economies and some people, but I think it's also opened our eyes to the opportunity that is there internationally to, for us to work together um, with others. It's been very helpful. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so talk, talk to us about the businesses in the U.S. What are you opening here? Are you opening a new one here in the U.S. or those are two existing? Okay, so I have uh, three businesses that are going to be open very soon in the U.S. Um, one is a skincare range or a skincare line uh, where we would be providing clients with different products uh, from cleansers, exfoliators, um, ingrown hair, removal, uh, serums, um, a collection of serums too as well. Those are going to be available online. We are just awaiting uh, 
one more hurdle and once we get over that hurdle then we're all set to go so we'll be available online um, then also too as well I have an African t-shirt company so the same thing we are going to be available online um, we have a few more things that we do need to work out so that one is going to be open a little bit later down within the next few months definitely and then there is my coaching business um, so I am in the process of becoming a certified coach however I have already started to operate informally yeah. um, where I have worked with uh, quite a lot of clients um, to get their businesses up and running, to get their doors open, and then in some instances to keep their doors open. Um, but that business is actually registered and uh, up and running, but uh, I have not officially launched it, but clients have already started. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. so I guess, I guess you can say that we've started, but we've not officially launched yeah, um, so yeah. yeah, so so then there is Anastasia and some LLC. Oh no, okay. So um I obviously you're not like you're you said you started already. What are the um what are the types of people that you're helping um with the businesses? Is it typically a brand new business owner that's thinking about starting and just doesn't really know where to start, or someone who's um already kind of in the in the mix of it and needs you to help them sort things out? <laughs> Okay, so the majority of the persons that I've worked with thus far are persons who want to start a business, but they're still holding on to these self-limiting beliefs. Uh, many a times we've noticed that uh, it has a lot to do with your mindset and how you view yourself and how you think that they will use you. Um, so we work on your mindset first. Then after we've worked on your mindset, we then understand because, okay, you have to understand who you are, one. You then need to understand what it is that you would like to do or what it is that you are passionate about. And then you need to understand how you're going to get there. And so we map those three things out. Um, and that first part in terms of who you are, many persons are like, but of course I know myself. Let's just say I'm Anastasia Ansem. I am 34 years old. I live in Dominica. I have a husband. And they'll be like, that's me. No, that's not you. That no. that's not you. Like that is uh, the formalities. But what yeah. about you? What gets you, what keeps you up at night? What do you think drives you? What it is that you're passionate about? What um, are some of your shortcomings? Because you also need to understand what your shortcomings are because later down in the road, you have to know, you have to know this so that later down in your journey, you know, okay, let's say for instance, one of my shortcomings is I was not great with writing. And so I knew that, and I would struggle, spend days, weeks, trying to write two paragraphs or trying to write a picture. And I quickly realized that it's not my strength. Okay, let me outsource that. And so instead of me struggling, spending three weeks trying to write a pitch, 
I knew, okay, let me outsource that. So I outsource that and I'm able to move on to the next task. So you have to understand your shortcomings. You have to know that so that later down in the road, it's not going to frustrate you. You're not going to view it as a blocker. Um, so you have to understand who you are. So it takes a journey um, to understanding oneself. Then things that you're passionate about, what it is that you want to do, and then how to get there. What we do after that, after we've mapped out all of that, we then look at what are five things, five easy, simple goals that you can attain right now. And we start with that. Once you've attained one goal, two goals, three goals, you then get into the group, it builds your confidence. You then start to look at yourself as being fierce. You walk into that room with that level of confidence. And so we then move on to bigger tasks. And so that's how we get the ball rolling. And thus far, I have helped over 52 women open up their businesses. And I have helped 31 women keep their doors open. And, you know, many a times we think to ourselves that, oh, I, am, I can't do this. And you think to yourself like, oh, you know, I am so small and I need to stay in my corner. And persons on the outside are looking at you as a force to be reckoned with, but you are just holding on to these limiting beliefs. And so it, it, it's also good to utilize the services of a coach as well, because like, for instance, for me, I have been through these stages, these steps. I know how to guide you through from point A to point B, because I've been there. Um, right. So instead of you having to take six years to get to point B, I can help you get to point B in probably one month or two weeks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so definitely, you know, like it is something that I am very passionate about. And as women, we don't speak about our successes, or our aspirations much. We speak about children, we speak about being in a relationship, we speak about um, the dream home that we want, but we don't speak about what it is that you want to do, what are you passionate about, what do you have that burning desire to achieve. And you know, I found that many of my friends, we were slowly getting into this group like okay yes you know we had jobs we had degrees but the conversations uh, um, were built around oh like um how are you going to decorate your home like how are you going to oh you know like how many children do you want and what are you going to do with your children and I was like while I appreciate and I love that aspect I also want more. I want to be able to do more. I want to achieve more. And so it took a while because many persons just could not understand. Um, like in the Caribbean, we have this thing where you are recognized based upon your husband's name. So many mm -hmm. persons would call me by my husband's name. And I would, I would be like, no, um, I have a name. I have my own identity. My name yeah. is Cynthia. And I'd be like, but you know, like he's your husband. What's wrong with that? Yes, he is my husband and I love him. However, I am my own individual. That's right. 
But you're yeah. married to him. And, and, and so it took a while for even my husband to as well to understand that I am my own person. I, I am grateful to be your wife. Yes, I'm happy being your wife. However, understand that I am my own person and accept that and call me by my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a whole name all on my own. I'm a whole ass person right here by myself. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, like I, I quickly realized that many women could not have that conversation with their friends, um, their family. And I think now we are becoming more open. We are now accepting that there is uh, that place uh, at the top for us. Uh, it's not just about uh, um, guys and, you know, you stay home and take care of the children or you get a job and you bring in some level of income. Like, no, you can be the sole breadwinner. Like, you can make more than your husband. Husband. like you can you know steady ship and so yeah it's just about being able to have those conversations and allowing persons to be open about it mm-hmm. yeah I absolutely couldn't agree more I, I've noticed more and more um all the time there the women just saying you know what I'm going to choose to not be a mother and you're going to have to be okay with that. (laughs) You know, like I have goals of my own. Not every woman is going to fall into that category of being the little wife and mother that wants to stay home. And for those who want that kudos to them, but there are women out there that are like you and I going, we're going to take control of some stuff for a while. Let let us try. (laughs) Definitely. And you can have both because I have friends who they are stay-at-home parents. And then also too as well, like for instance, I have one friend, she's a stay-at-home mom. And she, from being a stay-at-home mom, she quickly realized that there were no games and books for her children, Um, you know, in terms of a particular um, background or things that she wanted her children to learn about let's just say like in terms of financial so Mm -hmm. she actually has children books story books coloring books puzzles that teach children about managing their finances and so she started a business while she was home so it's okay if you want to have both but the thing is you have to understand that you have to understand what your passion, what your calling is, and you have to embrace it. You have to acknowledge it and you have to embrace it. And we need to understand that you can have both. You can have one. You can choose whichever path you want to go down. It's all up to you. That's right. I love that that you're you're becoming a certified coach because I, I talk to a lot of coaches. There are lots. There's a coach for everything these days, right? And so many of these coaches have never done the thing, (laughs) you know, they've never started and grown a business. So how are they going to teach and and coach me into growing a business? You have five businesses, starting three more lead teams. So who better to teach someone how to start and maintain, keep those doors open for a business than you. Um, Kudos for that. That's uh, anyone who takes your coaching is going to, going to be obviously successful. Um, But tell us a little bit about, um, and time's already running short. I feel like this has gone so quick. Tell us a little bit about um, how you help someone to take that, once they determine, you know, what I'm passionate about, 
can that always be turned into a job or a business or does sometimes a business have to exist to fulfill that passion? No, actually, because I have seen person, when someone, I have learned that when someone has a calling, it's their calling. And so they might not be clear about it. And so I would allow them to go back, think about it, gain some clarity, exactly what it is that you want. Because many a times we think that selling is pushing the product or the service into someone's face. But no, what you sell to someone is the benefits. How is this product or service going to change someone's life, um, someone else's life? How is this product or service going to impact that person's life? And so, you know, I tell persons, go back, think about it. How is this going to change someone else's life? Um, how is it going to impact them so that you gain a bit more clarity? Because when someone has a calling, it's it's their own, it's their, their passion. Let's just say, like, for instance, in terms of... Uh, um, Amazon. I'm sure when Jeff started off Amazon, persons were like, oh, that's that's wacky. That makes no sense. Or let's say, for instance, Spotify. When Spotify started off, persons would tell them that makes absolutely no sense. That's not going to work. So I have learned that telling someone that their passion or their calling does not make sense is not right of me. Um, you have to allow that person to gain some clarity and gaining clarity means that you understand what are the benefits that are going to be gained from your product or service. Once you understand that, you then know who your target audience is and you're then able to break that down into a niche market. It is cool to have it's cool on paper to have a wide range audience but truly your niche market is the best because you can never be everyone's cup of tea. That's right. And you're slowly going to realize when you begin business, like in the beginning for me, when I started business, I tried to please everyone. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was pulling my hair out. I was going in different directions. Yes. And then I, I quickly sat down and I'm like, okay, exactly who is my target audience and I mapped it out um, I mapped up the demographics um, what my target audience just just everything what my target audience look like um, what my niche market what is their spending range so you be specific you be mm -hmm. super specific so that you then know this is who I am marketing towards once you have work towards that you then know let me go do some research within that niche market. So you know how to launch your product, what colors, maybe what color, if it's an actual product, what colors appeal to persons? If it's a packaging, should it be an easy open packaging? Should it be something that's resealable? Is it something that persons are gonna eat um, now in one serving or is it something that they want to save? So that is going to determine how your product or service is delivered. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, you just continue. It starts to become a lot clearer to you as you go on, but you first need to be super clear on the benefits. So don't ever let anyone tell you that 
your idea for a product or service is whack and it's never going to change someone else's life. Let's just think about fire, the first person to invent fire, I'm sure. <laughs> and we are very appreciative of right. and even electricity. And so, you know, never allow someone else to think that your dream or your product or your service or your vision is whack. That's you, right. you have to allow yourself time to clearly define who is going to benefit. Once you know what the benefits are, you then understand who is your target audience. From your target audience, you can then bring it, break it down to your niche. And then you work to define what your product or service is going to be. And then as you launch into the market, you can refine, like I tell persons all the time, you can reevaluate your product and service offering every single day. There is no yeah. step that what you put out there for the first time has to stay as is forever. No, mm -hmm. let's just say you, you're baking cookies and you started to bake cookies. And so you launch with chocolate chips you can gain information, do research from your clients. They might say, okay, maybe it might be good if you have a sugar-free cookie. Um, my children get too hyper when they eat it, but I would love to have a sugar-free version. Maybe someone might say, oh, I love your cookie, but I wish there was peanuts. And when you do research, you might find that maybe 10,000 persons, other persons want peanuts. And so here it is, you now have a new um, product. So you now have two, a chocolate chip cookie and a peanut and chocolate chip cookie or a peanut yeah. cookie. So you can redefine, re-evaluate your product and service every single day. You mm -hmm. have to sit down and you know you, you put in that work and you redefine your brand. I'm not going to say every single day change your branding colors or your branding image. One day you're yellow, another day you're purple, another day you're pink. Yeah. But you can make tweaks to your product or service, but mm -hmm. never ever allow, I think the important takeaway from that is never ever allow anyone to tell you that your vision of a product or a service or your calling is whack. You know right. whose life you might change and you might have this goal or this vision right now and is going to change the lives of persons 10, 15 years. And the persons who you are communicating with right now, they just can't see it. But you have to hold on to that, mold that, create that, and put it out into the world. Yeah, that's right. And that goes right back to what you said at the beginning was don't make it perfect. You know, maybe it's a chocolate chip cookie to start, but you know, six months later, it's going to have peanuts. But just start, bake the cookie, do the thing. Just like uh, I love the quote that goes, so well with what you just said by Henry Ford. If I would have given the people what they wanted, I would have made a faster horse. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, without that, you know, if, if, if what the people were calling for were a faster horse, you know, we, he had to keep that mind, uh, that vision in mind for the car. And where would we all be today without cars? Driving buggies. Going a lot slower. <laughs> Riding faster horses, I guess. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Anastasia, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and hearing all about your businesses and your journey. If there's one thing that you as a queen leader could tell and share with our audience, what would that be? What, would, what do you want to leave us with today? Wow, there are so many, but I would say two things. One, 
invest in yourself. You are your greatest asset. Through trials, through tribulations, um, you are going to hear no a lot along your journey. You cannot allow it to break you. And that's where investing in yourself comes in. You are going to have family members, friends desert you. There are probably going to be days where just like for me, I had a lot of crackers and water days in the beginning. And yeah. now I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, and I still struggle. I still struggle. Me <laughs> have no doubt about it. <laughs> to this day, I still struggle. I still have my struggles. So you have to be able to build yourself up, build your confidence, build your self-esteem so that you are fierce. And then two, I would definitely say that you do not have to be perfect to get started or you don't have to be great to get started. You just have to get started and then eventually you are definitely going to be great. Um, so it goes back to what we were saying. Just start right now with what you have and then work on it. Like eventually it is going to come. Like success is going to come. Um, it may not come right now. Um, five, six years, you are definitely going to be reaping the benefits of your hard work and your time and your effort. So don't give up. That's right. We'll, we'll all be those 10 year overnight successes, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how that happens. Invest in yourself. Well, thank you, Anastasia, for being my guest. And thank you so much uh, for being a queen that leads everyone. You can find Anastasia at AnastasiaAnselm.com. If you want to get in contact with her and get some coaching for your business, she, uh, definitely has the experience and wisdom that you need to be led. Amy, thank you so much for having me on the Queen's Lead podcast. It was an absolute pleasure being here. And I just want to thank you so much for allowing your guests to come on and be so transparent to help your audience um, so that they can also pivot and develop themselves as well. Absolutely. I thank you so much for your bravery and your leadership and the, for your teams and for your community. It's very inspiring. I'm so glad to know you. <laughs> thank you.